0: Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Liam Bryce and today I'm joined by Jake Swan and Michael Gannon to discuss all the latest from Parkhead. On the pod today, we react to Celtic's recent run of form and, of course, the ongoing fallout to it. What can Neil Lennon do to turn around this current slump that the team find themselves in? And, of course, we look ahead to big games against Leo in the Europa League and the Scottish Cup semi-final against Aberdeen. Gents, how are we today? Are we all right? Good, Liam. OK, thank you. All right, guys. We're fine. Locked in the room of doom. Still there all these months later. <laughs> <laughs> but at least of course we've got a football tide is over these days. Um obviously it's been a bit of a rough patch for Celtic at the moment. Uh, the defeat to Rangers and then AC Milan and then of course the weekend draw. But Aberdeen uh, and kind of Neil Lennon has fielded most, if not all, of the criticism for those results and displays. Um but he's obviously come out kind of fight in his own corner. Just now, obviously, one of you were, you know, your stuff in the paper today from the presser yesterday. What's your, you know, reaction to the reaction? If you know what I mean, what's your take on the, the criticism that Neil Lennon is, is having to field at the moment? Do you feel it's all justified, some of it's justified or is it all just completely overblown?
2: Well, I think uh, Neil Lennon's reaction to the reaction, as you said it was, was perfectly valid. Um, I think that some of the or a lot of the criticism has been way over the top uh, for, for the team. I mean, I don't think anybody in their right mind would sit and say that Celtic are performing brilliantly. No one is suggesting that. No one has suggested that. Neil Lennon has said to himself that Celtic haven't hit the heights this season. But, I mean, the way some of the stuff has, has, has been showcased over the past sort of 10 or 11 days, I mean, if you take each... Game in isolation. Celtic lost an awful lot of players due to injury and the COVID nineteen situation. Going to the Rangers game, now. everybody accepts that the performance against Rangers was way below the levels that Celtic would expect. But the heart was kind of ripped out of the team. It was—it's been discussed many times before. There's no need to go over it again. But you know that game in isolation. Then then AC Milan followed that. It was AC Milan. You know people seem to just poor that performance on top of the Rangers performance but they were playing a team that hadn't lost since, since lockdown returned in Serie A with guys like Ibrahimovic in it you know it were okay in the game second half they didn't play great in the first half again showed signs in the second half that they were coming to life but they lost that game so you take that in isolation that's not a disastrous result by any any means Aberdeen on Sunday a lot better attacking wise a lot more intent to the team and, 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 and some couple of cracking goals scored They made mistakes defensively. No one's attempting to dress that up. I don't think anyone inside the Celtic camp has dressed it up. But as Neil Lennon pointed out in his press conference, Celtic are two points worse off than they were this time last year. You know, if if you actually look at the, the, the league, and again, no one's saying that Celtic are performing brilliantly. No one's saying that. Celtic have dropped four points in games outside the old firm game. Rangers have dropped four points in games outside the old firm game. The gap between the teams at the moment, basically, if you take away the game in hand, is the fact that Rangers won the Derby match when Celtic had half a team missing. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the difference at the moment. Yet the perception is Rangers are playing wonderful stuff and absolutely flying. And Celtic are utter garbage, which is just not right. So I think, I think Neil Lennon is right to respond strongly to the, some of the levels of the criticism. I think there is criticism is deserved and he accepts that. And I think you would have to be either the most blindedly loyal Celtic fan or just not really watching the games to not see that there are things wrong and there are issues. But the way it's been blown up, in my opinion, is way over the top. Way over the top.
0: Mick it was funny said, it was a strong response from Neil Lennon, but it was it was a measured one as well, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. Listen, I, I take I can take Neil's point. I, um I, I can't agree with Swanny. I think that I think it's been a bit of bedwetting going on here. I think the ten the whole row thing has got people completely kind of uh, on edge. Fans are completely nervous. It's only October, and they're tuning um, them thinking it was uh, nubbed already. So I think it needs to be a step back about a bit of calm. Um, And I think I thanks, said that they're two points worse off than last season. But actually, if you look at the season before, Celtic were far worse off, and just last season, I think by this point they lost to Hearts. Uh, lost to Kelly and Drew with St Mern. so they dropped more points at that point um, two seasons ago and still won the league it's really early I think but yeah nobody was calling it, and, and that was the season that Rogers got put out of Europe by aka Athens as well um, nobody was calling for his head at that point in time but there's a, there's a six facility fans who didn't fancy Neil coming back um, weren't convinced saw him as a kind of cheap option and they kind of wait they've been waiting for a kind of the slip-ups to pounce on this and, and go after them a wee bit which I find a bit strange I think I think it's because of what's at stake um, but I think I just think the reaction is a wee bit much listen I, I, I totally get the fact though that the results in the last week or so have been poor and I also get that there haven't been a surprise these results have been coming for a while I think there's been an element of getting away with it this season I don't think they've played well um, I think perhaps the open day of the season I thought they looked pretty good probably against Hibs but they haven't really looked that great this season and defensively, there's been concerns. And I think that these results have been coming. But just because they're coming, I mean, they come, doesn't mean that it deserves the pressure that Lennon's been under in the last week. or So I think it's a bit ridiculous, really. Um, you look at the overall picture, I mean, he lost two league games all of last season. One, three, one, well, two in the trophies and for overall one. Um, I just think it's a wee bit much. I think it's a sign, it's a sign of the kind of panic that's set in for this year, this 10 in a row, that's all-encompassing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I actually think, Michael, can I just one I don't know what you guys think.
2: Do you not think that lockdown has brought a lot of things, but it's also brought added hysteria and focus on everything? Because people have got nothing else to do, nothing else but, to
1: concentrate on. Everything's hyped up sorry. beyond what it, it could be, you know? We're also basing it on because no one's interacting, no one's got the pubs, no one's got the games, no one's meeting up to talk about football, everyone's remotely, so it's all in, online and all that stuff and that's a, that's not always the best barometer of opinion as well remember because um, the online the people who moan most are the loudest online so you, it sometimes feels like there's a kind of groundswell opinion that everyone's out to get everyone thinks they should go well no it's not it's this online kind of thing that they we we'll all fall into because it's not we can't get to the pub we can't go and meet your pals we can't go to the sides side and talk to your pals nobody knows no one's talking about these things and having the debates and all the rest of it. There's all online, which creates a kind of false impression, I think, as well. So lockdown, I think, is a factor. I think it's intensifying it because all you're judging it on is—I'm <laughs> not saying the keyboard warriors and nutcases, because that's there's a lot of people online who know what they're talking about. But there is a bit of that. Do you know what I mean? It's
0: all—it's yeah. it's, it's all, it's all funneled through the internet these days. Yeah, Twitter's not the real world. It's basically, let's
2: no, it, go. Right no, no, I don't think that's that. That's unfair. As, as Michael says, there's a lot of sensible people in there and a lot of, But what you'll find is there's a generation of of supporters who go to the football who don't deal in social media or Twitter or anything like that. They're not involved in it. It's it's not what they do. It's, 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 it's as Michael said, it's groups of, you know, mid-40s, 50-year-old guys going to the foot. You know, you don't really know what their feelings are on it because we don't get to hear from them.
1: You don't know. But, but, so... Sorry. You know yourself, right? After a football match where it's Celtic Ranger Scotland, and then there is or any any club in the world, right? You go to the game, your team gets beat, you go to the pub, you say, the man's a dumpling, the left backs are halfway, he's hopeless, he's hopeless, and you get up the road, it's forgot about. Yeah, These opinions now are recorded for prosperity <laughs> and they're seen online. Yeah, it's
2: These very are true.
1: transient transient thoughts recorded as permanent facts. I mean yeah it's it's like kind of, you might be raging for a night, but that's now looks like pressure building. And it's also
2: it's it's also the old it's also the old hotel review job, isn't it? If you have, if you have a, if you have a great time at a hotel, you don't <laughs> come home, and the first thing you do is go on to TripAdvisor and say that was absolutely great. People only go on it yeah. to complain. Oh, it was too yeah. hot. It was too cold. The bed sheets
1: were rubbish. The <laughs> breakfast was garbage. The only time you ever hear it. Aye, and also some some football fans love having a moan. I mean, you can't. I mean, there was guys moaning, but I think we're at invincible. Trebles not in this field moaning. Um, so listen there's always that there is always that kind of element just that now that it's intensified because it's not getting vented into fresh air
0: it's getting vented onto a, a permanent marker online mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> which creates this, this impression so it's like I think the word that Neil Lennon used was that some of it is getting a bit hysterical and because it's, as you say that that just builds up and builds up is it is it sort of distracting and taking away from actually you know people actually doing some sort of measured scrutiny of the team and what's going wrong so what, what do you think is, is not quite clicking at the moment is there a specific area the, the team that you think is just not working is it simply the getting personnel back how, how do Celtic and Neil Lennon start to turn this around I think there's
2: clearly been a lack of fluency which comes from team selection uh, I think I, I'm prepared to be stand corrected here, but I think it's been said that in 11 league games, the same team hasn't started any of the games succession, if it's changed every time. That's been down to guys being injured, there was the COVID situation, there was obviously the late transfer window, there was obviously a feeling that that was going to cause a bit of an issue because guys might still be coming in late, as happened with uh, Diego La um, Neil Lennon seemed to suggest that was, you know, that there was a reason why that was late, later than some of the other ones. And listen, that's also perfectly valid criticisms or questioning from supporters as to why things we've touched on before. Why did it take so long to get Albion Azeti, in you know, why did it take so long to get Shane Duffy, in, could these guys have been brought in? These are all valid criticisms. No one's suggesting for a minute that the Celtic supporters are not within the rights to ask questions about certain things and there are certain mitigating factors that perhaps Celtic could have done a little bit better but I think there's a lack of fluency there's a lack of, again the, the barometer in in Glasgow is always what's happening on the other side of the city it always has been and Rangers have got a set part on a set team you basically know what it's going to be more or less most weeks and they seem to all fit into it and at the moment Celtic haven't really found that They haven't found it for one reason or another. Some of it may be self-inflicted. Some of it's been unfortunate because of what's happening. You can't help people catching a a, a virus in a worldwide pandemic. And the transfer window clearly had some sort of effect on Odds and Edward. The day after the transfer window closes, he then records a positive test when Sir hoping his mind might be cleared. So it's just been one thing after another so far. And as Michael says, it's culminated in a week of tough games and a a week of bad results. But I do think once they get some fluency, the problem Celtic have, of course, is it's not going to be just that easy because, you know, Neil Lennon said during these press conference yesterday, Christopher Julian's going to be out for a long while. James Forrest might not be back for a while now because things haven't gone right with the recovery from his ankle problem. Again, that's, that's big players that's not fringe players that's missing, that's big players. So, I think there, there are a few factors um, and I think if they can get some fluency within team selection and get some guys up to their best form and get them into the running games, guys like Tom Rogers and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. four, five, six games and you get them back and, and flying, then things will turn for Celtic. I don't think there's any doubt about that.
1: Yeah. And uh, it- Sorry, Mike, on you go. No, I I, I agree with you I think, listen, you've got to take out... The That's the twice team. you've agreed with me already. I know. Something. I don't, I don't like... No, I like usually <laughs> Usually, usually I've got if I, go, if I go with me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Um, well, actually, it's about... I mean, I, I've been... I've had a, a, a run with this before. I don't think... I don't think Celtic know... Lenin knows yet how to get the best of this side in terms of the formation, I think. I don't think he has the players to play this three-five-two 5 that he liked last season. to so bring Griffiths are obviously has got fitness issues and you that he's a major part of that 3 5 2 last year. Um, I think that that switch to that formation I think takes away the attributes from too many players. I don't think Elonese can play as a as a kind of, off the striker front man. I don't think that's his that's his strength. I think well, the loss of Forrest by the way, I think this is a guy that, that's maybe um, absence making the heart grow fonder. With a few people I think you don't realise the effectiveness he brings to the team when he's not in it. Um in terms of the shape. But I don't think they've got the shape right. I don't look back to and kind of a back four on Sunday, but it was again a, a new lineup, a new a new formation again, and, and it was bound to have problems. People getting adapting to it because it's just the first the first chance they've done it for weeks and weeks. So I, I think Celtic could do we get a settled kind of side and a settled way of playing because I think at the moment it looks like a bunch of individuals. I mean, even in Sunday there wasn't an awful lot of cohesion to their play. They relied on. A moment of brilliance from Callum McGregor and Tom Roberts together to combine for a goal. A moment of brilliance for Griffiths to shift it out and score. That wasn't a, 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 a passage of play or a build-up or, a, or a kind of, a, a, any kind of fluency. It was moments of of, kind of magic. We certainly relied on a lot over the years, which is fine. But I, th- I think still need to find a way of playing, a, a style, a formation, a identity, because I think they've lost a bit of that this season. I think it looks like individuals playing... Uh, rather than a, a, as a team, and I think that's something that, that lenin has got to try and sort and sort quickly. But he's in the middle of a, a really brutal kind of run of games, so it, there's no margin error just now, and there's no winter break to try and sort things out. So it's running repairs for Celtic in terms of injuries, bodies missing, and this formation and play issues. So they need to patch it up and keep it going through this this run of fixtures. But it's going to be tough. Um, but there is problems there. I don't you can, I think you'd be daft to ignore them.
0: Is that the crux of it, do you think, like getting a, a football and identity into this team, whether it's through the change of formation, certain players in certain positions? Because as as you said, it's it seems to have been, you know, it was kinda of individual moments of brilliance rather than um, you know, a kind of full team cohesion. Is that the kind of the, the big issue? Is it for is imprinting a, an identity back onto the side? We kind of use these words,
2: don't we? It's, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a very football thing, you know. Identity and all <laughs> so that. You're kind of like oh, not like a hipster? No, it's stuff, you know, as far as I'm concerned. At the end of the day, <laughs> the, team on the, the team on the pitch into the positions where they're, where they're most suited, your fluency then comes, players start to play at their best. I mean, what 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 what, what is identity? A Celtic team that, that passes the ball to one another and scores goals? That's No, but be identity. it's
1: not... But so you look at. Did you watch that thing? And doing rounds. It was um, uh, Andrew Robertson, one of these coaches' things, and they're talking about how they play the fullback roles at Liverpool. And it was yeah. so detailed and intricate, and in how who slots in where, and who does this and who does that. And you think that's that is modern football? Will we like it or not? That's the yeah. Way. No, Michael, so... well, I get
2: that, but for, I'll give I'll give you an example. For instance, it needs to, to in, in my opinion, and I don't know as much as as football coaches or football managers. right? I don't, I, I don't know. I'm just passing a, an opinion of how it looks from the outside. But for example, if you got from uh, Jeremy Frimpong and Diego LaSalle playing in t- technically win, wing back areas against against AC Milan, and then against Aberdeen, they're playing the same. Only they're asked to play full back. There's nuanced differences in playing those positions. And if boys are having to switch and change all the time, it's going to be difficult. They're not going to start to be able to, to, to get fluency into their play and, and be in the right places when they need to be and things like that and build up relationships with other
1: guys in the, on the pitch. Yeah, I get when, that. when they know, yeah.
2: You know, it just, it's just awkward. I get that story. It's just but awkward, but at the same time.
1: At the same time, the, the, the game against Rangers the week, when you've seen the lineups and the way they're lined up to, in the formations, you knew before kickoff. Celtic were going to be down the flanks. they yeah. just knew they were going to struggle, and yet and that's what that's what the game was, was won and lost because Celtic struggled to get any joy going forward because they were outnumbered down the flanks. Yeah, and they were in trouble. But that fans, comes, but that comes back to the crowd.
2: first point and also the point that Neil Lennon has been making that there was cost. I mean, I mean, there was people saying, well, he, he should have played definitely to play for a bit. There wasn't any, there wasn't the bodies available to do it. Forrest was missing, Johnson was missing, Christie was missing. There wasn't actually the guys to play. Four four two, if he wanted to, or a four two three. Because I don't think that there was enough personnel available to enable him to do it. I think that's half the bet, problem.
1: You know, yeah, but something, something. It's not even, not even the fact whether it's three five two, four four two, four three. 2, it doesn't matter that it's how, it's how that's used. If you know yeah. what I mean? So I mean, a, a back three can be a back five in certain days. It would, it works quite well, but not when your, the fullbacks are pushed apart the and, and they're getting turned over and breaking behind and all that stuff. So it's, 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 it's almost the way you use it. So I think yeah. that's, that's that's something that that's a concern that that maybe they're not identifying certain problems so that, that to um, to fit certain matches. I'm not see I'm I'm not huge. I've said before, sorry, of chopped me down for suggesting it. I'm not like yeah. a fan of five <laughs> Yeah, um, there's also uh,
2: about this formation stuff as well, Michael. And and it comes down to players. Or it comes down to players on the pitch. I know about the I, I know what we we both said there, and and I do there are p- pieces of it which you can agree with or disagree with. But you know you. Liam used the word to start with, identity. How, how would we recognise a Celtic team, say, in the second half of last season? It's fast, high tempo, intensity, on the front foot, pressing people high. There was a, lot, a, a lot of people have been talking this season about, again, sort of will crack up about this and say it's an excuse, but I think it was mentioned by one of the other <laughs> coaches at one of the other clubs. Uh, again, I could stand corrected on this, but you know they wear those... Um, I don't actually know what the official name for them is, but it's a GPS that they all wear during the game, so that the players' distances can be measured and how far they're running, things like that. Apparently, the, the average distance that, that teams are running just now is like over a kilometre less per game, per player, on average. Now, the reason I bring that up is there's maybe not that same intensity to the game, with nobody being in the stadiums. They're all kind of flat, slow, two touches when one will do, sort of... Blah, games at the moment behind closed doors now it's not an excuse sorry he's right it's not an excuse players should should get themselves up for it but maybe that's easy for us to say I don't think Celtic are playing with that same level of speed and intensity that they usually do that was how if you want to use Liam's word about identity that's the identity I would recognise with a Celtic team getting the ball quickly winning it high up the pitch getting balls into the box as you say fast it all seems to be a bit slow and lethargic in one pace this season
1: yeah, well, but I think that, that also, when I mean, you look back, when I mean, you look at I mean two or three years ago when Celtic were flying um, under Rodgers, I, mean, I mean, by the way, people people get confused about formations and, and tactics and all that stuff. People, people thought Rodgers Roger played 4 2 3 one and all that in possession of football. He didn't. He played a 3 a, a three four three. And by the way, they were very direct. I mean, Dembele and that team were very direct. And they win the second balls and chase up and, and, and high press and all that stuff. That's gone because the players they don't, they don't have those players that can do that high press anymore. I mean, the Yetis came in Clearly, miles out in terms of fitness. He, he, he still, I think it still looks really slow. I mean, there' a chance at Sunday uh, a one on one race at the back, and it looked as though he was torn a cavalry. But so he's miles out in terms of fitness. I know how he feels. <laughs> I know. that's what I might finish I I, I my chances. Right? <laughs> he's, he's miles out. Griffiths miles away in terms of fitness. Uh yeah. Tom Rogic. I mean, Tom Rogic. Poor Tom Rogic. I thought he played quite well at Petardry, but again, I watched him after the hour Mark, and the the, the poor guy looked like he was going to keel over. Yeah, you had taxi back to the half, he? Honestly, he was, he was blown that hard. He, could have, he worked at one of the wind farms up there. <laughs> um, he, was, he was completely... But not because he's not played enough in the last 12 months. Um, but that comes so, back to where we started. Yeah, you've got Scott Brown, who's... Now guys he's not been 30.
2: available, guys no, Yeah, comes back Scott to Brown, that.
1: Scott Brown, 35, and I think maybe his role is, is, is not quite the same as it was in the last couple of years. i maybe asked a too much of him. Um, so Celtic are, are, have a look at a team as a, Some of them are a wee bit looking a bit clapped out now. Um, so that's 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 where that's you come to. I think that's where your, your 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 GPS stuff would come in. They don't look as as fit and as sharp as they have done. Um, which is that against I can say because they in itself, a isn't it? spell they're in this crucial spell of games that, that it, it could. I'm not saying it's going to make a break of season. But it's going to be a long way to doing so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But but if you if you look at the personnel within the squad, Michael, if if, I mean, I'd, I'm, I'm sure all Celtic supporters and all pundits and all journalists and all everyone would, would all have different opinions on who the sort of first-pick team would be. But, you know, if one of Brendan Rodgers' most successful midfield threes was Christy, Roger, and McGregor, when they played through one spell, they're all still there. Yeah. Edward and Griffiths are still there from last year. You can't yeah. say Jeremy Frimpong and Dago like salt because they're struggling for energy. No, no. So, the, the the pieces are there if they can get them all to fit, and that comes back to your point. It's finding the finding the right formula. Well, listen, by the way, the, the, I, think, the, I think I think the speed is there, and the energy is but, there.
1: But by the way, but but, but Lennon does need certain characters to step up here as well, because there are players who are not performing to their best. I mean, I'm looking at guys like the Olivier and Cham, who I get is he's, he's always talking about getting a run of games. Well, he's had a run of games, and not particularly impressed, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so at some point he's got to start playing properly, playing better. Um I think Shane Duffy is coming in a lot of flak. Some of it I think is i leave all the top as well for a guy who's just came out of the club. Um had a bad week, very much had a, a bad week. Um but not playing particularly great. I mentioned before that the, the goalkeeper uh, injured obviously last weekend but didn't look, hasn't looked a, a great presence so far, it's difficult for him coming into the new team, but there are certain guys in that squad that need to step up and perform because they're not, they're not doing so um, and it's not helping the managers
0: and you want your big players to be performing and he's not got enough of them just now, that's the problem Yeah, and Neil Lennon, he was kind of quite strong in his defence, uh, Shane Duffy but you know, I think he's kind of admitted it's been difficult for him so far, what's, what's going wrong for him? For Duffy, so far he just he just kind of doesn't look as if he's quite settled in yet. Is it a case of that? Does he not? Is he not particularly suited to Celtic's way of playing? What's what's going wrong so far? Do you think? It takes player time clear. to adapt. I mean, uh, things, I think
1: Sorry, Michael. No, sorry. In many things of Celtic signing a centre half and in the first ten games he's written off as a dud. It happened last season with Christopher Julian. Two or three games. Oh, he's a big dumpling. It's hard for Centre half is a tough. It's not just, by the way, it's not just at, at Celtic. Every centre half comes a new club, I think uh, there's a period of uh, adjustment because it's such a key role in the team. It's an anchor role of the team. I think Duffy, in fairness to him, he's come in and tried to be a leader right away. And That's a that's a big thing to do, is a new, a new signing, especially a loan signing, coming in and saying, I'm going to be a, a presence in this, this side. And I think it's a big burden. I think maybe he's maybe taken on a bit too much uh, too early. Um, and by the way, and he, he, he should be playing alongside Christopher Julian. He's, he's now been out as well. Who mm. he would help him um, settle into that role? So it's not been easy. Them chopping changes at the back every week, which has not helped him either. So mm. he's, he's coming on a new team, new setup, trying to be a leader. Uh, I know, and him knowing more than more than most in that team. What's at stake? I think it's 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 a lot for a guy to take on his shoulders and he takes it kind of hard when it's not going well yeah because I think um, we almost,
0: it felt as if there was an expectation that he was going to be a leader before he'd even signed I think yeah, there was, was a big problem Lee, yeah there was a problem as well. listen the, the whole
2: saga of the transfer thing probably didn't help him either because if Shane Duffy would have quietly come in on July the 1st as a signing <laughs> in Edsman that would have been it I mean what was it four, five, six whatever how many weeks mm-hmm, at yeah. the time he'd mythical status had been created around Shane Duffy by the time he eventually signed as that Celtic were signing Franz Beckenbauer listen, I don't think anybody would deny that Shane Duffy's made mistakes you would expect the whole reason why Shane Duffy was signed I would imagine was to win bread and butter balls into the box That's, that's the number one job head it out of the box and there's been too many goals lost already on his watch especially one in the game against Rangers the first goal but he has to take some blame but I think Michael's right. I think Michael's right. It's happened. It's happened all the way down the years. I mean, wh- wh- which one did you mention, Michael? Uh, Christopher, Julian, well, he's, Julian, back. like Julian, Dedrick Rashid, Boyata, a... Paul Elliott Boyata. I mean, they've all been absolutely slaughtered in the past. Uh, That's an honestly. I don't think we know soon, how Ian Duffy's gonna gonna turn out, but he's had a good career at a good level? He's, he's, not late, he's clearly he? not. He's clearly not a dumpling as he's been written off to be is to, to uh-huh. use the word that Michael used but he's not playing well I don't think anybody Wait, would deny he, that he is playing he well he
1: hadn't he hadn't played nine months he played two games for Ireland in September it was his first games in 2020 yeah. so I mean he's he's well undercooked and I think I had very little game time I think now he's, he's played a dozen games something like that so he's maybe starting to get up to speed now but I think I think you've got to give him a little bit of a break. To um, Like you say, I think Celtic so should have got him in earlier. I think he should have pushed the boat out. If they wanted him that badly, go and get him earlier because it's he needed need games. Um, yeah. And he's, he is playing catch-ups. Another one of these guys that's not, maybe not quite fully there yet in terms of his real his mm-hmm. match fitness. Um, you just don't get it, I suppose.
2: The game's come thick and fast. That's the problem. No. Um, you made the point, Michael, before the last international break that it was a kind-ish run of fixtures to be yeah. fair um, and that was probably the time for bed and I think the Celtic supporters were entitled to expect him to be right and ready to go um, yeah. by the time they came back for the international break after he played the two games with Ireland as well but it's not happened he's not above criticism and he deserves criticism but he's for, for, for some of the efforts so far but to write him off completely I think is wrong and I think Neil Lennon's absolutely right to come out and back him he's got to come out and back his players and I think any manager would do that he has to do that
0: so, and just moving on, um, as you say, of the, the games just keep coming and coming. Nobody's getting a moment at the moment. Um, but next up for Celtic, obviously, they're away to Leo in the Europa League. Again, it's another, there's this run of games. It's a really tough game. Lille have started, started very well in Ligue 1, um, high high-flying, won their first game in the Europa League. Um, so what do you expect from this game? It's going to be another tough test for Celtic, isn't it? I expect someone from Glasgow not to say league and for a start.
2: What's happening here. <laughs> it's oh, Happening, oh, oh,
1: oh. what about a, low, a low? <laughs>
2: we're, it's, 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 we're from Scotland. It's League One. League One. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Is, it not, it, is, it. Not is that not Spain? Is Spain,
1: League One.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, you're right, Liam. I mean, it, it, it does come back to. What you you spoke about at the start in terms of taking games in isolation, and you know, Lennon's a little bit unfortunate at the moment that he's got problems, and the level of the game that's coming up is just you know, Lille's going to be so difficult. You know, they're cracking win against, I think, they've been eight league games this season in league, whatever you want to call it, um, and haven't lost one. Joint top of the table with PSG, they won 4 1 away from home, the first group game last week. They're obviously in good form. And it's one of those situations where if Celtic don't, weren't to get a result there, it would be, oh, that's four games in a row and it's terrible. You know, with the greatest of respect to, to certain clubs in the bottom half of the table, Celtic could have done with a, a league game dropped in there somewhere just to break the chain, you no. know, so that people can't stop levelling. But listen, taking the game in isolation, very, very difficult. Michael and I were in uh, rain last year a similar type of game Celtic played very oh, well the good
1: old days the good old days,
2: um, the good old days of travelling yeah yeah uh, Celtic played very well probably should have won the game uh, over there so that gives them a barometer um, it's difficult for us to compare where ren were then compared to where Lille are now but if you take the teams as being of a similar standard Celtic are more than capable of going there and getting a result but it's a very difficult game it's a very difficult game and in order to get anything the number one thing that you have to do in Europe as Celtic did on occasion that night in Ren, and they certainly did it in the last 10 minutes when they came under a bit of pressure after Ryan Christie had equalised they defended properly they defended their box I think that was probably one of the nights that really made Christopher Julian he was superb I think Michael if, if I forgot that right in the last half. yeah, by yeah he got clattered the early doors and he really stood up after that and his yeah. last 20 minutes he was colossal at the back um, the type of mistakes that Celtic have been making in the last fortnight if they make those mistakes again they'll lose it's pretty simple
0: if they defend properly they've got a chance is it just important Michael that Celtic come away with us with a, a strong performance if not, I mean, because maybe uh, considered favourites for the the game, but would it go At least some way to sort of sort of raising morale, if you like, to get a, at least a strong per- away European performance under the belt I well, Without a doubt, I think I think Celtic would. I think
1: the ideal to have a a, a, a battling horrible nil nil draw out there. I think that'd be a cracking result in the circumstances for Celtic. I think this, this, this little team are are, um, are pretty tasty, to be honest with you. I think they're better than well last year. Um, we've got a bit of money behind them. They've, they've spent a few quid. I think, t- I think their squad cost over 100 million quid. Um, so they might not be the, the kind of, uh, fanciest name in French football, but they're one of these up-and-coming sides with a bit of money. Um, so I think they're, they're, they're a danger. Um, so I think I think if Celtic can go out there and dig in and show that they can be disciplined, show that they can defend and, and and keep balls out their box and and block crosses even balls in the box I think if they can do that and get out with a nothing each I think that would be a kind of result would be a kind of morale boosting um, Mm. um, performance and result Uh, if they can nick a win even better but I think at this stage even going there if they can go and get a clean sheet I think that Celtic need a clean sheet after this week I mean eight goals in three games and by the way it could have been worse in the last week some of the stuff was chaotic uh, with that spell So they could do With a, 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 a good old fashioned Nasty nothing each I think that would be the, That's the end of the day This week
2: I think that was said Last week On the, on the podcast Last week Michael wasn't it Before the The games That it was said That the European ties To perform well Celtic could perform well In the European ties And lose both of them now they didn't yeah. play well In the first half Against AC Milan No one would deny that And there may be An element of the fact That AC Milan Took a foot off the gas In the second half But the fact Celtic Played well in the second half Bought them some credit getting into the game at Aberdeen. And then it was all undone again by the defending at Aberdeen. But it's a, it's a similar thing. Celtic can conceivably play well in Lille and lose. Because yeah. Lille, as Michael said, they're a decent team. Yeah. So again, it's a case of looking at everything in, in, in its whole rather than just looking at a, a result and making an assumption from that. You've got to look at the full game, assess how it goes, what happens in the game and see how see how they perform.
0: Do you expect, you know, Michael? You were saying maybe, a, as you put it, a nasty nil nil would be a good result. Do you expect quite a maybe a, a conservative lineup in that sense, and also with the Aberdeen game in mind as well? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought. Well, I actually thought last week. I, I
1: asked um, Lennon last week about the, the Aberdeen game being more important than AC Milan, bizarrely the mm-hmm. back of an old defeat, and he, and he kind of shot it down and said, no, 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 we, we only look at the next game. And every manager says this, right? They always say, oh, the next game is a big game. But he did not treat that game that, that way. So I think, I don't think, I think they're, they're, just, they're, they're clawing to get some form and some and some momentum. So I don't think they can, they, can, they can toy around with this one. I think they have to go in and try and be as good as they can be with the strongest team possible and try and get something out of it they can take into this game on... On Sunday, I think the game on Sunday is, is on its own. I think that's a separate issue, anyway. I don't think I don't think that tomorrow. I don't think Thursday night will affect the, the Scottish Cup semi-final. And, and to be honest with you, um, unless it's another one of these chases when the, the defence goes a bit awol, I think that won't be the, <laughs> won't be what they want in terms of confidence going into that one. Um, but I think they've got to treat it important as an important game. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think you should ever t- take it for granted. But I can see why maybe some people would. I, can I just, just, just touch on something you said earlier, just regards what
2: we've been talking about earlier, but you, I think you said, you know, what type of game do you think it'll be? Do you think circle? Certain... There aren't any changes that Neil Lennon can make. Yeah. I yeah. mean, what what is he supposed, you know, if you say that, the inference would be okay, two more defensive-minded full-backs, maybe another guy, you know, if you want to go back to three or whatever, it's you good want good to change, good. you can't good. change anyone. Hamad can't play, Beaton can't play, not back yet, Julian's going to be out for a while now with a back injury. The only change he could make would be to bring Greg Taylor back into the back foot or bring Stephen Welsh in at 20. Yeah. Just not, this doesn't have these options available to switch it up to, to go and be quite defensive and try and sit in he's got to go with what he's got and that's part of the problem just now that is part of the problem which I don't think a lot of people are really prepared to accept When the, the, the ones that are dishing out the criticism I mean uh, the, the hysterical criticism as Neil Lennon described it not prepared to look beyond I'm not prepared to look at the bigger picture there aren't there, there aren't things he can do would Neil Lennon consider taking Shane Duffy out of the firing line I heard an ex-player say this on Monday should take Shane Duffy out of the firing line for the game Aye, to really. be replaced by whom this is the point there has to be some sort of backup or reasoning or something that you can come up with Neil Lennon's hands are tied at the moment yeah. whether, whether he wanted to take Neil Duffy out, uh, Neil Duffy, Shane Duffy out the team or whether he didn't is by the bye. he can't, there's no one else to play so his hands are tied in these situations at the moment so he can only set up a team with what he's got and as Michael suggested it's going to be pretty much more of the same because that's what the personnel is it's available
0: as well they've obviously hot in the heels of being in Lille there's the semi-final uh, from last season Scottish Cup against Aberdeen so it's such a obviously an unprecedented strange situation this where we're playing last season's tournaments well into this season. But also it's you know it's a unique opportunity really, isn't it? Because if you know if something are looking for you know some sort of turning point, something to spark the season back into life, then you know a, a semi final chance to win another treble is it's certainly it's certainly that, it, isn't it? I
2: agree with Michael in the sense that we should never attempt to underplay European football. Um, it's something that's very big for Celtic and all the clubs in Scotland and I know there's an obsession with domestic stuff and it, it, it's maybe too far as far as, as far as some people are concerned and Europe is such a big thing that people should concentrate on it more but I have to be honest as you look ahead to the next fortnight the Lille game and probably the Sparta-Prague game are the two games that <sighs> probably if you offered the Celtic supporters a chance to, to suffer another couple of bad performances and not win the games mm-hmm. in exchange for winning that semi-final and winning the league game at Motherwell before the next international break, I think they'd probably take it. I think that Aberdeen semi-final is massive. I, I agree with Michael. I don't think what happens in Lille will have a bearing on it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's an absolute must-win um, in the sense that a lot of the chat that's floating around Neil Lennon is kind of hysterical. And how you could even question the position of a manager who's got a chance to win his own treble <laughs> is... That I find quite remarkable to be honest. Well, he's still got a chance of doing that. You know, there's only only a select few have ever done it in Celtic history, and he's got a chance to do it himself. And he said it himself. You know, the, the first one that he clinched was Brendan Rodgers, and a big part to play in that, and won one of the trophies anyway. This is a chance for Neil Lennon to win one on his own, and he deserves that chance to go and win it. But it certainly wouldn't help his situation where he could go out and lose that semi-final. Mm-hmm. Because that just makes the arguments for him a lot harder for people to make. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a huge semi-final, a huge semi-final, and it's one that, it's one that I would think probably is more important in the coming week for Celtic than what the league result is to be perfectly yep. honest.
0: I think I would agree with you there. And as well, I've seen. I mean, you. I've seen some kind of chatting here and there online you, saying that you know this is, you know, the best opportunity that Aberdeen will get. To have one over in Celtic in these games, but you feel like that kind of that kind of talk just sort of suits Celtic, really, doesn't it? That suits them down at the ground. I think. Uh, listen, Celtic have won eleven trophies in the bounce. Exactly. They're not. They don't
1: have any entitlement to win twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. At some point, somebody is going to beat Celtic in a cup game. Um. <laughs> And it, it, listen it could be it could be on Sunday. like right? to see uh, aberdeen have a better chance i've heard this before Aberdeen have a better chance uh, in cup semi finals and finals and they haven't done it so they've got their own pressures as well this weekend um, we've seen many many times aberdeen facing celtic in this environment and and come across, and not come and uh, not committed that well um this weekend it does look it does, it does look wide open um and that should be a motivation for, for Celtic in, in this in the Scottish. You need any motivation? It's a chance to get to another final. albeit will be it's a really bizarre turn of events that were playing a Scottish Cup from last year in October November. Um, but the, the door is open. But the door is always open um, in these games. And it's like the Celtic have no divine right to just pick up trophies. It's um, I mean far better teams than this Celtic that's now haven't won trophies, and 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 far worse teams have. It's just it's a, it's a cup tie and it's and it's, it's an old cliche but it's, it's what happens on the day and at some point Celtic to have a bad day in a cup semi-final it's not happened for a long long time um, and it, like I agree with Swanee though Neil Lennon should be allowed to have a bad day in a cup semi-final once uh, mm-hmm. um, but in the circumstances and like you say hysteria he probably doesn't have that luxury this time he probably yeah. has to win it
0: yeah in isolation certainly but in the current context as Swanee said it would be um Again,
1: it would it would just grind out. Of there's, no, there's no manager in history that has had to win a treble every season. No manager ever that demand. Either side of the old firm is that demands you have to win a treble or you're going to get a bill. I mean, you don't get that. You don't get that in Barcelona.
2: Which kind? Which kind? Which kind of typifies what we've talked about all the way through the last 30-40 minutes? Does? Yeah, it is, it uh, that it. does
0: put it into a lot of context, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, I mm. think it does. I, mean, I think it does case, definitely
1: if Realme did bulletin guys to not win the Champions League yeah, that's what you, you know are that level of madness like, <laughs> a guy has to win the table every year
0: uh-huh.
1: these things don't happen that often but but it's become I think certainly fans have been so spoiled with success in the last 10 years that they expect it and demand it um, but you have to see the wider picture I mean the, 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 the terrain's changed this season they've got a far bigger challenge from across the city there are teams Aberdeen are a good side they've, they've, they've not lost since the stopper day of the season yeah
0: and
1: um, they're, they're a good side. They're strong. They're organised. They'll make it difficult. I, I still think Celtic should have enough firepower to to, to beat them on Sunday. Mm. But it's not like it's just turn up and get the result and then get in our treble eh, and our step wasn't our because it's not that simple. It, it comes. It, it comes back to to one of the phrases that you,
2: that, that that has been banded around. Um, basically, since Neil Lennon walked back into the job, um, I th- you hear people saying. Or, you know, Neil, would Neil Lennon be the one who would blow the 10? I mean, it's ridiculous to say that. As if no one... You know, you have to earn the right to win. Every club has to earn the right to win. It's not like Celtic are in a league with Albion Rovers and Clyde. You know, other teams can improve. There might be a case where he might not win the 10... You certainly can't be blamed for blowing a 10. That's just giving mm. no credit to anyone else whatsoever. And that's just wrong. And that comes back to what Michael says about divine rights and expectations
1: and things like that, you know. It's just, it's, uh, things listen, have to back, be earned. Yeah, listen, we've got historical evidence. I mean, look back to when Rangers got 10 in a row 20-odd years ago. I mean, this out and spent a fortune on players. Guys like, uh, I think that was Marco Negri and all that, and there these guys. Mm-hmm. That, that, that kind of time, yeah. It's been better fortune, and, and couldn't get a job done because it's not that. the Celtic squad was far, was probably was inferior at that time um, to Rangers, and they managed to win the league that year. So it does happen. It's, I mean, I know it's twenty odd years on, but it's not. It's, it's not you just turn up and uh, and win a title, or you, if you blow it, you don't. That's not how it works. There's other teams involved in this. Well,
0: that's all from us today. But you can join us again next midweek to talk all things Celtic. Thank you to Craig and Michael for joining me and we'll see you again next week. Thank you.